welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, it is the return of MLW Fusion proper with episode 154, one week removed from Battle Riot. What is the fallout going to be? Only one way to find out. And, well, okay, let's be frank, that's the, the best way to find out is to actually watch fusion but if you'd rather not watch fusion which you should totally watch fusion but the second best way to find out the fallout is by listening here further but of course we gotta tease you a little bit gotta keep you hooked on so let's uh, talk about the news shall we this week tickets have gone on sale for mlw blood and thunder that is going to be saturday january 7th philadelphia pennsylvania the 2300 arena the new home of mlw at least unofficially speaking of course that being said we haven't had any official matches announced yet but the one of the first official participants has been named to be La Australia uh, from Dragon Gate. He has been uh, popping up in MLW recently. He's an excursion in America. He was in Battle Riot. Uh, he's having a shot at the middleweight championship here tonight on Fusion. Uh, so he's continuing his excursion in America, checking out Blood and Thunder. Uh, who's he going to face? Don't know yet, but it'll be awesome because uh, he's on the best up-and-coming high flyers Japan has to offer at this point, and he'll be joining folks scheduled to appear, such as w uh, World Heavyweight Champion Alexander Hammerstone, your boy, of course, Jacob Fatu, Alex Kane and the Beaumaye Fight Club, Real One, the former Enzo Amore, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and the Billington Bulldogs, MLW Tag Team Champions Hustle and Power, Lince Dorado, MLW Featherweight Champion Taya Valkyrie, Micro-Man, Davey Richards, Old Mansour himself, Mance Warner, Delirious, Sam Adonis, Cesar Duran, the Samoan SWAT team, the FBI, and of course, now La Australia as well. Uh, tickets have been on sale. If there's any left that you might get lucky and go, go online to MLW2300.com. Tickets start at $15, um, and they will be available unless they sell out or, you know, you, you came like exceedingly too late and the event happened like January 8th, so don't do that. Um, but yeah, so VIP comes in at 6 p.m., uh, meet and greet and all that sort of good stuff. Awesome. If it was anywhere near me, I would totally be there, but it's not anywhere near me, so um, I guess I'm just going to go cry in my sleep per usual. All right, it is the first official MLW Fusion post-hiatus. Uh, new season starts tonight. It is Fusion 154. The main event has been announced to be Real One, the former Enzo More, taking on the leader of the new SST, former MLW heavyweight champion himself, um, Jacob Fatu. Uh, these two have had a grudge since, well, like obviously before the season finale, uh, where Real One just randomly decided that Jacob Fatu was the one who caused a dent in his truck. Um, we're not entirely sure how he came up with that conclusion, um, but since then he has been kind of a thorn in the side of the former World Heavyweight Champion, attacking him from the crowd with a couple of beer bottles uh, before we took our hiatus. Uh, however... Before we go into like footage of that and talk about that in detail, when our show starts, we start off with highlights of the Battle Riot, which was won by Jacob Fatu, last eliminating the real one. So there's an extra layer to that onion of rivalry between the two that may or may not be settled tonight. 
We see the Samoan SWAT team, led by Fatu, arriving at the arena. Uh, They're just talking, joking around. Uh, They are blocked from entering the venue by one of the Lucha Lucha guards from Cesar Duran. Uh, They're getting ready to have words with him. He's standing his ground, and all of a sudden he is holding his groin, and a wild Microman appears. Evidently, Microman just decided to take it upon himself to hit the poor man in the dick for doing his job. Um, either way, because of it, the SST and Microman get entrance into the building, and we get to start our show. We get the intro. Rich Bocchini, Joe Dombrowski, there to welcome us. Uh, don't get too much words in edgewise, as we're just going to go right to the in-ring action. So, the first match tonight is for the MLW Middleweight Championship, as the champion Hot Fire, member of the Beaumayer Fight Club, Myron Reed, coming to the ring with Mr. Thomas, takes on Lince Dorado, La Australia, and Ares in a fatal four-way match. One pinfall... Anybody can pin anyone. It doesn't matter who get, who does the pinning and who's the pins on. You win the match, you're the new champ. So, can Minor Reed defy the odds and retain his championship? Let's find out. The match starts off hot. They pair off clubbering uh, before uh, Lindsay is sent outside the ring, leaving Myron Reed and Ares alone with Australia. They double-team him for a moment before Australia goes into the first row with a, two, a tope soicida. Uh, Reed breaks up a two-count powerbomb from Ares on Lindsay Dorado. Uh, everybody's just now missing top rope moves. They're just getting fancy. You're missing some swantons and missing a 450 splash, missing regular splashes. It's just no water in the pool, but everyone just keeps jumping in anyway. Welcome to the world of pro wrestling, folks, because, okay, people are dodging. I shouldn't be so snarky about it. But, you know, after, like, the third guy dodges, I think you just say, screw it. Like, nah, nah, now we're not jumping. We're just going to get down and, I don't know, kick him in the kidney or something. But whatever, man, I'm out here just screaming into a microphone. Um, While I'm screaming into this here microphone, though, we're having a big chop-off between Ares and Lindsay Dorado, and those look like it hurt. I I, I legitimately don't know how their chest isn't all beat up like a Volter match, Uh, but there's no handprints yet. I imagine after it's over, you know, there's spelling out chairface chippendale or at least the cha part of it as if it were the moon on their chests uh either way that hurt to watch hurt me anyway uh ares with the nifty inverted cloverleaf um on lince dorado uh lastrella tries to come in and break things up and gets caught in a ddt while the uh Cloverleaf is still locked in, which was pretty darn nifty. Um, Reed comes in and breaks that up with a slingshot leg drop. Uh, Reed goes for a double Rana, is caught by Lince and Ares, which makes me happy because I, it's one of those moves that kind of annoy me. The Like, I'm going to Hurricane Rana two guys at once. Like, there's no way you could, like, have the, like have the leg grip to take both of them out if you would ever try that and don't get wrong there's a lot of crazy things that don't work in pro wrestling but and this is where i get on my weird soapbox about it uh but yeah that double rana thing like it popped me the first time and then i'm like oh well that's actually kind of stupid uh but you know what didn't have to worry about it because it didn't work buckle power bomb on to reed so bam Took care of that. Uh, that being said, though, Reed doesn't get to stay down for long. He hits a double flame on since the double Rana didn't work. So a double springboard uh, cutter on Ares and La Australia. 
Australia is the one that gets to stay down. He gets pinned. One, two, three. Your winner and still MLW world middleweight champion, Myron Reed. After the match, he gets to hold the microphone and talk for a moment. Bomaye, Bomaye, bring on all comers. Reed told you he's the greatest, and he is willing to continue to demonstrate it from any company in the known world. Up next, we get a brief little promo announcing Willie Mac is coming to MLW. We cut then to Cesar Duran up on his rooftop via, I guess, uh, penthouse suite, I suppose it would be a better descriptor of it. He is on the phone closing up a deal. He is going to hang out with Court Bauer soon enough to promote whatever it is that's going on the phone when he is rudely interrupted by the clout couple Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot. They want thanks for saving Cesar's behind. Cesar is reluctant to give them any sort of gratitude until he remembers how violent and how malicious the attack on world heavyweight champion Alexander Hammerstone was how Hammer was bleeding from the mouth from the injuries to the midsection. And that, that, my friends, is what makes Cesar Duran happy. That level of violence. And because of that, Cesar likes to reward those things. He is going to give Richard Holiday one more chance at the MLW World Heavyweight Championship, and it is going to be Falls Count Anywhere. We get a rousing rendition of New York, New York, and then... Don't disappoint me. Don't disappoint me, Holiday. And that's the end of Holiday. He just kind of wanders off with Alicia. Uh, and before we get to leave this penthouse suite, Cesar grabs a chain and summons a Lucha henchman over, wants him to end Microman. The Lucha henchman is reluctant to uh, take the chain because obviously he's already having Vietnam flashbacks of being hit in the dick by Microman. Uh, but Cesar bullies his way into making his employee take the chain and go on this wild goose chase. All right, let's take a brief pause for the cause. Get yourself an energy drink, start yourself a podcast, and whatever it is we happen to do in these here little breaks, I'll be back one momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CAS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like Cass, drink Ray's Energy... All right, we are back with in-ring action. Match number two doesn't get an entrance. Casey Navarro is in the ring. Who does get an entrance, though? It is Luchador Extraordinaire, Mini Abismo Negro. Uh, before the match even starts, we just go straight to break, come back, and Navarro is in control, finishing off his flurry of offense with a Lope Suicida. Commentary really puts over... The fact that KC seems to be in cahoots in some way, shape, or form with Cesar Duran and talking about like the surprise and the possible benefits from that. But also note that Cesar is kind of a snake in the grass about things. So, uh, yeah, things may start out great, but as soon as you disappoint him, things go wrong. Um, have no clue what they're talking about in terms of setting up this here deal. Because, I, I mean, I, my memory isn't always great. 
but I, I don't quite remember uh, seeing anything that's uh, Cesar and Casey Navarro hanging out together. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I've had too many pizza rolls. I don't don't know but anyway we still has match to cover so let's let's keep talking about that uh bismo negro tries to come back with a top rope hurricane rana he gets a little bit of offense in before casey hits a satellite ddt for two bismo briefly takes over again however he misses a top rope tornillo uh from there casey hits the jesus piece for the win your winner casey navarro um yeah fun little match i think this is like the first uh singles match at least in mlw that i've seen many abysmo negro uh participate in um i was just kind of surprised on the tail end of that as well is that he was the only one in this match who got a real entrance and then ended up uh taking the pinfall there so i don't know what was going on but either way uh navarro uh is your winner and i guess it looks like they're going to be doing some stuff with him uh pretty soon i uh, if they're gonna name drop cesar duran and alliance with him so we'll see where that goes either way navarro is obviously blessed it says so on his tights we shall move along from here, we get a medical update on the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Dr. Schwegler uh, points out that all next, all x-rays on Hammer were negative. Uh, they did reveal a fractured rib cartilage. Uh, it's not necessarily going to keep him out of action for a significant length of time. He's listed as day-to-day on the eternal notes for MLW, though it may take up to like three months to properly heal, heal from, affecting Hammer's mobility and possibly some of his power, affecting the core strength coming out of there. How this will affect the upcoming World Heavyweight Championship match in the Falls Count Anywhere uh, with Richard Holiday? Who knows? I imagine it'll... Uh, you know, playing the story a wee bit somehow, though. All right. Up next, we get Sam Laterna. She's at the bar with old Mancer, Mance Warner. Evidently, he's hosting a seminar. His seminars are just drinking at the bar, obviously, because that's what I do for my seminars. 45 bucks. Get you a seminar with Mancer. Just for the record, you can drink with me for a lot less. I only charge 20 for my seminars. Uh, so, anyway, never mind that interview with Mance. Uh, he talks about what he's been doing since his hiatus of MLW. He kind of left the con- the company in 2020 after feuding with a bear. Uh, he went up to Canada, wrestled for a bit, uh, went down to Mexico, got stopped at the border trying to come back to the country because they mistook him for another dude with scars on his head. Uh, but either way, he got to wrestle all around the continent. Now he's back in MLW. He is ready to smash the ugly skull of... Mads Kruger. And those two uh, brawled their way out of the arena last week at Battle Riot, so we are going to have this match between the two of them. Most likely a hardcore type match, which both of them uh, do exceedingly well in. And I, for one, am absolutely looking forward to it. Uh, big fan of Mance. Enjoy me some Mads Kruger. Um, and so, and then of course, I love the violence aspect of it, too. So, give me a good brawl. Hopefully, this will be a good to great brawl, uh, if not spectacular. Even though, I mean, last time we saw Mads take part in a big brawl, like, his face got blown off. So, I maybe maybe he'll have flashbacks and Mansur will pick up the win that way. 
Anywho, all right. Well, enough weird random speculation. We go to the locker room where Real One is cutting a stream of consciousness promo, uh, ending with the potential discombobulation of Jacob Fatu. This is not me using hyperbole or just being snarky. He legit ends the promo talking about how he's going to discombobulate Jacob Fatu. Great. I mean, that's something you just can't teach. Can't teach that, folks. Alright, moving along in the backstage area, Lince Dorado is hanging out with Savio Vega. They see a dead body in the janitor's closet, and oh no, it's Bud Heavy. Oh, man. Man, I liked Bud. Now he's dead. Oh, and a supervillain did it. There's a calling card left on the body. It's like a stylized A and O, I think, maybe. Uh, I was just kind of like erratically tossed on the body, but oh man, Bud's dead. I liked Bud, despite the fact that he totally ghosted me to try to get him on this here podcast. But so, uh, oh no, that kind of means I have motive. Uh, run away! That's a lie. I, I can't run down here. Mom locks me down here. I, I can't actually leave. Whatever. Uh, just, yeah, we're just, we're just going to ignore the fact that it wasn't me. I mean, oh, we we won't ignore the fact that it wasn't me. I totally didn't kill Bud Heavy. Uh, but hey, look, Jacob Fatu's hanging out with Microman. They're having food and talking about their investments. Uh, Fatu leaves for a moment. In the meanwhile, the Lucha Guard with the chain comes sneaking in. When Fatu comes back, and he's like, dude, what are you doing? You're not planning on hitting my little friend here with that chain, are you? And the guy runs off because he's terrified of Fatu, as we all are. Anyway, so that was great. That was fun. Uh, Microman is not going to get to eat anything because Fatu is going to eat all of his food. All right. Third match of the evening. It is a couple of debuts for the featherweight division. Scarlett Bordeaux taking on Clara Carreras. Uh, this is both women's first appearance in MLW. Uh, Scarlett, of course, is the consort of Killer Cross, who made his return to the company. Well, and exit from the company here recently. Um, but before we can, like, the bell even rings, Scarlet kicks Clara in the dick. I, okay, I know she doesn't, like, have an actual dick, but, like, we got a low blow kick just to start the party off. And, like, that, that just kind of sets the pace for the match. Uh, mostly squash. Uh, Clara gets a little bit of offense in, but then we get a stink face, a sloppy DDT, and the reverse pile driver, the Scarlet Letter, if you will. Uh, Scarlet Boudreaux wins the match. Bordeaux, excuse me. Uh, I just, that's kind of like, uh, that sums up my opinions of the match. Just. Dupes, we're just going to do the wrong thing here. Uh, now, I mean, it did what it was supposed to. It was mostly there to get Scarlet over, debut her for the crowd. But I just, I, I'm confused by what's supposed to be happening with her. Uh, is she like the you know, spokesperson for Killer Cross if she's this creepy little thing? Or is she a total sex pot? I, I, I'm not getting, like, I'm not getting the disconnect. And then, of course, this this is the neckbeard showing. But, like, then her ring work itself is not enough to cover these character flaws as well. Like, she's just, I don't know, d doesn't do much for me in ring. And that DDT alone, man, that was ugly. But, uh, anyway, uh, debut for both women. Um, we'll see how much more... Uh, Scarlet is with the company because, as I said, she, her uh, husband got signed by the WWE again. He's back there, um, though I'm not sure if she's gotten back on 
on TV because I'm not going to lie. I haven't paid much attention to WWE television in quite some time. Anyway, uh, after this match is over, Sam is back on the ramp with Taya. Uh, Taya puts over Scarlet. She spends like her entire little promo segment, segment putting over Scarlet as a great addition to the featherweight division because she's tough and she's beautiful and vicious and whatnot. And, of course, the uh, the Weraloka is willing to take on all comers when she is attacked by a wild Brittany Blake. She chokes Taya out with her belt. Security comes and breaks the two apart. They get back tangled up again, gets pulled off a second time um, as we move on to our next segment. Last week we get uh, we have the Bomae Fight Club beating up Davy Richards after his elimination from the Battle Riot match, a three-on-one attack. Uh, the Bomae Fight Club have been feuding with Davy Richards, uh, leading to the joining of Myron Reed to the Bomae's because it looked like he was going to join Team Ambition, Davy Richards' uh, wrestling school, but not nah, Swerve Bro turns on him, joins. Bomaye, uh, the you know the rest is history. Uh, Alex Kane cuts a promo. Of course, he gets to scream Bomaye for a bit. Uh, next week, the mission is submission, and he will make Davy Richards tap out because Davy Richards quit on his dream once before, and he'll quit wrestling again starting next week. Uh, it is announced, officially speaking, that we will have a national openweight championship match between Alex Kane and Davy Richards, and. I don't want to play spoiler here, uh, but they've already released the outcome of this match here like months ago when they were promoting Davy Richards defending the MLW Openweight Championship elsewhere throughout the country. Uh, still would be a really good match, and I'm down for it no matter what, but like that part is kind of a downer, much like they've announced that uh, you know Myron Reed is no longer MLW Middleweight Champion, and we have a... Uh, title defense here tonight that Reed was technically successful in. Uh, so, like, that's a little bit of thing that, like, also didn't make me terribly thrilled when you got a television product and you're announcing things before, you know, your TV catches up to it. But, hey, man, whatever. I'm still down here in the basement running from the law because I may or may not have killed Bud Heavy. All right, also, it is announced for next week, in addition to the National Openweight Championship match, it is going to be Battle of the Crosses as Killer Cross takes on Matt Cross. Uh, I'm not sure, it is not announced to be a Lucha de Apuesta, so no matter what happens in this match, I think both men can continue to be announced as Cross. But, um, you know, a lot can change in seven days, so we will find out on that one. So next week, Killer Cross versus Matt Cross should be a fun matchup to be had either way. All right, almost time for our main event. We get one more segment before then. Jacob Fatu is taking a brief moment to run down real one. We move into our main event. Fatu is out first, and a wild Enzo attacks with a lead pipe, taking a donking to Fatu's knee, injuring that. Gets on the mic, calls, calls Fatu soft if he doesn't... Uh, get in the ring, and fight Enzo like a man. And of course, being the fiery baby face that he now is, Fatu gets in the ring and tries to lay a beat down on the real one. Uh, but the real one starts working over the injured leg as the bell rings. And that's kind of like the quick story of this match. Enzo, uh, excuse me, real one, uh, tries to work over the injured leg, even going so far to wrap it around the ring post and do a modified uh, leg lock 
around there. Uh, however, Real One goes to the top rope, and Fatu catches him with a dropkick. I don't know why he thought the dropkick was a great idea with his leg being injured, because either he had to leap off with that bad leg or kick with the bad leg, but uh, I'm not going to tell him what to do. I'm just going to continue to speculate wildly down here. Um, either way, this was going to be a start of some offensive flurry, uh, but before we could get really uh, into anything... We're down to Dick Kick City again. Uh, Anzo, real one, just straight up field goal kicks. Fatu, right in fuel, full view of the referee. Referee calls for the bell. Obviously, it's a disqualification. And because he showed such bias in this match, the referee gets kicked in the dick as well. So, dick kicks for everyone in this here show. Everyone's taking shots to the groin, and I am down for it. Anywho, we're going to have a wild brawl from here once... Uh, Fatu recovers from his dick kicking. Um, they fight. Security gets involved. Uh, get broken apart briefly. And Fatu's like, nah, I'm not done yet. Climbs to the top turbuckle. Dives off onto security. Misses Enzo, though. A real one hightails it out of here. And that is it. Real one gone. Security down on the ground. And we have an angry Jacob Fatu. So... That, that is how we are ending the show. Uh, you know, uh, it, it definitely had some ups and downs to it as well. Uh, I mean, the, the opener was solid, and then, I mean, the middle was just there, uh, and the main event was disappointing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting a five-star classic out of Enzo, but, you know, this was our main event, and it ended, like, three minutes in with a dick kick. Like... Cool, that's great. I mean, yes, this feud's progressing on, and we got a nice little brawl after the fact, but, like, eh, well, that wasn't terribly satisfying. So I was kind of hoping, to, if I could be uh, put on my critic's hat here, uh, you know, for the big return of Fusion, like, this is technically the season premiere of Fusion, not counting Battle Royal last week, or Battle Riot last week, that, like, that we would do something to pop things. And, yes, at a certain level, a lot happened this show, but, like, Let's face it, like, none of, none of it's really going to stick with us. Like, maybe uh, I'll remember the uh, shenanigans with Microman. Like, that was funny. Uh, I might remember Bud Heavy being murdered because I totally didn't do that. And, uh, yeah, like, but there was, like, nothing to, like, go, pow, we're back, baby. It's been, like, three months. Fusion is gone nuclear. Uh, we really didn't have any of that here tonight. Um, like that being said, though, you know the middleweight championship for this uh, for this part of the tour anyway is is the workhorse title, um, and giving us some exciting action in that front. I'm kind of I am curious to see where the Bud Heavy thing's going. I mean, okay, I'm more like who knocked out Bud Heavy. I guess we're probably not going to care that much about Bud because. Okay, the Philadelphia Folk love him. Uh, it's mean of me to say, as I, you know, rag on him for not appearing on this podcast. And I'm like, you're a jerk. No one loves you, bud. Uh, he's totally not going to show up now. Um, anyway, rattling on away. Um, but that being said, so, you know, it wasn't the big bang I would hope for for a season premiere. Um, but we do have a lot of stories, you know, in the works to keep things moving along to set the stage for how things are going to go in the future. We'll just uh, hope that they'll put their best foot out uh, coming here forward uh, next week and so on. And next week seems to be pre uh, pretty solid. I mean, I am looking forward to, despite knowing the outcome, looking forward to the match of Alex Kane versus Davey Richards. That should be incredible, like an incredibly solid match. Uh, you know, Kane is a 
big up-and-comer on here and has got a bright future ahead of him. And, of course, Davy Richards is an indie legend, if we can just throw that word out willy-nilly, uh, despite some of the, you know, some of the behavior of the past. You know, he is an elder spokesman of the independent scene, uh, especially with the uh, hybrid MMA style that he likes to work. Anywho, rattled on long enough. It is time to just kind of move along. Let's uh, wind this show down. Uh, thank you all for listening to me complain for a half hour now. That's a really long episode, actually. Um, I do appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for the best ways you can help support this here small podcast. Um, and in the meanwhile, you know, I'll catch you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word of mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova, that is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.